0: Welcome to the Remnant Christian Center's podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message. Now, give, give your tithe and your offerings to the Lord. God bless you. somebody <laughs> I said praise the Lord somebody thank you Joanne thank you team uh, just a reminder to the worship team you guys are having a meeting after service uh, for the worship team now, how many love Joanne come on we love you Joanne she loves attention by the way so make sure you just stare at her and clap Amen. she loves she loves that amen well hey listen guys I'm so glad that you guys are here and I want to personally thank you for being here um, I want to give you a little secret of every pastor The pastors won't tell you this But you help fuel the pastor as well Come on, say amen Your, your attendance, your faithfulness Helps not only the work of the Lord But it helps me and our leaders Because it's hard to, to build with very little people And you guys are our family So today, uh, you know, I always tell, I always tell the Lord I was like, Why do you always give me a message when, when like half of the people are not here But the Lord knows what he's doing, right? And I, I'm going to give, uh, for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to start a new series called Raiders of the Lost Ark. And, yes, I, I did that on purpose. And uh, it's, it's uh, you'll see what it's going to be about because, obviously, there is that catch of that movie. Uh, but I want to explain to you why, and I feel the necessity of where we're going in America as a church in our lives, of the necessity to get the presence of God and the oil of God back in our life. Come on, amen. Let's pray. Let's pray right now. Are you ready for the word? By the way, I, I'm saying this just as a precursor. Just in the next couple of uh, weeks or months, just parents be, be, be kind of tuned in. Uh, my wife is planning a huge production for children, okay. And I mean, it, it's, it's going to be at the VFW, right. It's going to be on a Saturday. Again, she probably is going to be killing me for saying this, but But we're going to roll it all out in the next couple of months. But I just want to let you know it's going to be in December, and it's going to be powerful. It's going to be a dinner and a production. So uh, our kids and the city will be blessed. Amen? Well, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for our congregation. I thank you for the word of God. We're thankful for the word of God. We ask you in the name of Jesus to release your presence. Release your word in a mighty way. We ask you, Lord Jesus, that none of us will be distracted during the message. That, Lord God, that you would release your word and it will grow in our hearts. I pray, Father, for everyone listening online, that you would uh, as well speak to them in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Now, I want you to, before we turn, though, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 25. We're going to start at verse 1. Very popular portion of scripture, it's an end time scripture, Um, Matthew 25, verse 1, but we're not going to read it yet, but I want to give you a little intro of why I I chose this title, right? Um, How many of you have ever seen The Raiders of the Lost Ark, the original, original movie, all right? Come on, where have you been, guys? (laughs) Some of you guys are like, okay, so in the 1980s, um, I'm just aging myself, but in the 1980s, uh, there was one of my favorite movies of all time called The Raiders of the Lost Ark, and the whole premise of this movie was the characters in the movie. Watch this. Were, the main theme were the characters in the movie were on a hungry, hungry, desperate search for the ark that has been lost. Come on. The ark of the covenant that was lost, and they were trying to attain the ark of the covenant. And they were raiders of the lost ark. They were trying to be seekers of this lost ark. And so spiritually and symbolically, the ark of the Lord, it's funny because just the last two weeks, uh, uh, Harvest and Enrique have talked about the glory, right? Uh, we saw a little twist of definitions last week. But today and for the next several weeks, I'm going to talk about the, the, the lost ark, in a sense, of seeking after the Lord to get oil in our lives, anointing the presence of the Lord, because what I have found, church, is this, that too many Christians and too many ministries are completely satisfied serving the Lord without deeper oil and more, and more presence of God in their life. But we as a people must search after the Lord to cultivate the oil of God. And the oil of the Lord represents the presence of the Lord and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Some people don't even know what the anointing is. We think it's falling down under the power of God. That's not what the anointing is. The anointing is the empowerment for service supernaturally to change people's lives. To not, watch this, watch this, to not, to not uh, break the yoke of bondage, to destroy the yoke of bondage. I find it very uh, disturbing that more, a lot of ministries maybe that you know and, and people that you know are satisfied with just being saved, but they walk in no power. They have very little oil in their lives. Come on, say amen. I'm going to explain all that in just a second. And so you, you have to understand that this is what I'm trying to, to, to speak of because the ark of God rep- had the, the ark, the, sorry, the, the, the tablets of the law, so it's c- symbolic of the word of God. It also represents the Shekinah glory of the Lord. What is Shekinah glory? The tangible presence of the Lord. And it's more than just I feel goosebumps. Is the Lord is in the room. All right? This is what we want. We want the presence of God on our lives because it will change us and it will change people. So look at, at, at Matthew 25 and there's going to be, uh, next week I'm going to be talking about uh, actually the ark and what it represents. Okay? But today for intro I really felt um, a how do I say this? A loving conviction to be released to the church because I believe this scripture has been read so many times, but I'm going to break it down uh, scripturally on what I believe and, and, and what many believe what it really means. Here it goes. Matthew 25, you're there, say, well, say amen. Then the kingdom, Jesus is talking here, the kingdom of heaven shall be uh, likened to ten virgins who took their lamps. And went out to meet the bridegroom. Glory to God. Now five of them were wise. Everybody say wise. But five were foolish. Say foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil, or they made it a priority in their lives, in their vessels, with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, notice this. Even the wise ones, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out and meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. They were getting ready. Now watch this. And the foolish said to the wise, I'm going to break all of this down. Give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered and say no. Everybody say no. Say no. Lest there should be not enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourself. In other words, get your own oil. Someone say, get your own oil. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I was going to preach in just a second. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready with him to the wedding went. And the door was shut. Afterwards, the virgins came also, saying, Lord... Lord, open to us. Notice it was the virgins that came, okay? The the foolish virgins. But he answered and said, Surely I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Welcome to Remnant Christian Center, everyone. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I want... uh, Every now and then, we need messages that stir us, but we need messages to bring the, a healthy fear of the Lord in our lives, all right? Uh, if you're not in a church that makes you say, ouch, every now and then, you're probably in the wrong church, right? All right, now I want you to look at first, the first point here, and then we're going to elaborate on, on seeking, being seekers of the ark again, because I am not satisfied with good services if the presence and the anointing of God that changes people's life is not here, all right? And uh, I've visited many churches in my lifetime, and they're perfectly okay without the moving and the searching of the oil of the Spirit in their lives. Now, I want you to look at that first slide, that first point. The oil in Scripture is symbolic of God's presence and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We desperately, say desperately, need the presence and the anointing of the Lord in our lives to be active and fresh in order to be victorious in every part of our spiritual life. This is absolute key for you and I. You're going to say, how do I get old? We're going to get to that in this message. But it's it's absolutely important that you understand that you could be a Christian and love God and never get deeper in the oil of the spirit, the presence of God, the saturation point of the glory of God upon your life to actually make a difference in your life. When it comes to freedom and in other people's lives, we are not just called to be saved. We're called to be filled also with the Holy Spirit. That's why, listen, Paul the Apostle says, be not drunk with wine, but be filled, watch this, with the Holy Spirit. That phrase, be filled, in the Greek means continually be filled. So it doesn't matter if you've been filled one time in your life or you, or you spoke in tongues five years ago. Are you filled again every day? Are you asking the Holy Spirit to fill you? So listen, so that we could be walking time bombs against the enemy's kingdom. We have become Christians that are Powerless. We become Christians that have very little oil, and we become cranky, we become frustrated, we, co- we get confused because we don't have oil, and we were made to have the spiritual oil and the presence of God in our lives. Why? Because that's why the Bible says in His presence there's fullness of joy. So wait, wa- watch this. This is a little, little crazy. It's possible to now have fullness of joy when we don't have the presence of God daily in our lives seeking the, bo- the, 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 the Lord so that we he could dispense that fragrance on our lives. Come on, say amen. So watch this. So Matthew 24 and 25 are, are end time scriptures. Say end times. Matthew 24 and all of Matthew 25 are end time scriptures. And so the, Jesus was, was applying this parable of the foolish uh, uh, virgin and the wise virgins to demonstrate a principle of the end times. And he was talking about the pressures of the end times that will come. Now watch this. And to overcome the pressures of the end time, he was talking about the need for cultivating oil. The presence through intimacy and closeness with the Lord. He's talking about intimacy and closeness with the Lord. You know, I've said it before, but Peter, when he was, uh, uh, was uh, uh, kind of following the, the Lord at the end... The Bible said he followed the Lord at a distance. That is so deceptive because you can still follow the Lord at a distance and still think it's okay. Peter, the Bible says Peter followed a distance. How many of us are following the Lord but we're following at a distance? Barely enough so that we could be accountable. We, you know, barely enough so that people won't call us and say where you're at. Barely enough to kind of make a difference. We're just getting by. I'm tired of Christians just barely getting by. We should be overflowing every single day of our lives. Amen. And so the, the, it's, it's talking about overcoming this, these pressures, and Jesus is now bringing these, these, these uh, the story of the virgins, uh, the five virgins that got oil the, as priority, and the foolish ones to to not have. To, sorry, the foolish ones to not have oil. And so it's like here is what I really want to say in the beginning: closeness and intimacy with the Lord. Listen to me. Closeness and intimacy with the Lord must be a foundation of our walk with the Lord. Listen, if it's not, it will be out of order. We will, we will be frustrated and out of order. We don't have the ingredients for closeness with the Lord that will produce, listen, the oil of God on your life. There's an oil of the Spirit. There's a new wine of the Holy Spirit. There's a presence that God wants to fill you in because he wants us. Listen, Moses came down from the mountain and his face shine, shine and he didn't even know. And people were watching. Why? Because it's the presence of God on your life that makes a difference on this world. We are the salt of the earth. Now, now, now watch this. This is, this is key. The ingredients must be original when it comes to effective living. So he, here's a, a story that I read about this author. There was this author, this Christian author uh, years ago who was bragging about the, her mom's, his, his mom's homemade uh, chocolate chip cookies. How many just have some good old grandma chocolate chip making cookie grandmas? Okay, nobody? I do. I, I, I have a, So he, he, this author was talking about, he was mimicking, he was trying to mimic his, his recipe, the recipe of the mom. And the mom was like, had these bomb diggity, you know, uh, uh, chocolate chip cookies. So this author, when he was little, he said, okay, this is pretty easy. I want to do this. I'm going to get some eggs. I'm going to get some chocolate chips. I'm going to get some milk. I'm going to get some flour. I'm going to get some sugar. I'm going to put it all together, and it's going to work. It's going to work. This is, I'm going to make chocolate chip cookies like my mom. So he got the butter, you know, he got the chocolate chips, and he got the sugar, and he got the, the eggs, and he got this, uh, this container that had white, white powder in it, right? And, you know, he figured that it was flour. So he put it all together, and he's excited, and he cooks it, right? And when he cooks it, and it, it turns out flat and hard and pure salt. Listen, it's, it's like pure salt, right? And so you're, uh, when he tasted it, he's like, Mom. Your recipe doesn't work. And she said, yes, it does work. And what did you put in it? He goes, I put eggs, I put chocolate chips, I put milk, and I put this, this flour in it. He goes, that's not flour, <laughs> that's baking soda, right? The moral of the story is this. When you try to substitute the main ingredient for something, it will never turn out what it was supposed to be. Right, watch this. And, and listen, the main ingredient For abundant living needs to include closeness with the Lord to release the ark, the presence of God over your life. Come on. That that is what we are here for. We can't substitute. Listen, we can't substitute the original ingredients intended for something and still think it's okay. We, We as Christians, we substitute the oil with good works and with ministry. And we think that by doing more in ministry, doing more in business, that we're going to be more anointed. Do you know that the anointing of the Holy Spirit wants to be fresh on every believer? The presence of the Lord, oh God, I don't know about you. I want a fresh infilling of the presence of God and the anointing of God in my life. Some of you are bored because you have no clue what I'm talking about. You have no clue that this is so important because if you don't have a daily and feeling and the oil of the spirit in your life, you will be cranky all the time as a spiritual person. I remember, I remember, be, listen, we were made for closeness with the Lord. We were made to have the oil of the spirit in our hearts. I remember when we first got this building. And uh, and everything was co- deadlines, and we had to have contracts. This about three and a half years ago, or four years ago, and, and, and we were, we were like signing all these contracts, and we we're we we're doing all these things, and Eliel was helping all this stuff, and I I, re- I remember I remember that I got so busy, uh, and and I got so cranky, and I got so frustrated, not because I wasn't excited about the building. I got so cranky and frustrated because for weeks I neglected the oil of the Spirit of God. I neglected that. And you know what I did? I substituted it with meetings. We can never get joy in our Christian life with God if we're just workers and not lovers. We, we have to. Take that time as people to cultivate the oil in our lives. And just because you're saved doesn't mean you're going to walk in power or have the oil of the spirit on you. Right? So let's examine these phrases. Okay? I'm going to examine these phrases. And I'm going to give you some, some things that you're going to get really happy about in just a moment, moment. Okay? Look at Matthew 25, verse 1 through 4 again. It says this. Then the kingdom of heaven is likened to ten virgins. Say virgins. Right? We're going to break that down. Who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Say lamps. Say bridegroom. Okay, now, for years, now I want you to zoom in closely to me, all right? For years, I used to think um, that, uh, like a lot of people, that the ten versions are five saved and five unsaved. They're like, they're like five of the, uh, of the wise versions, they're the saved ones. And the foolish ones, they're the unsaved ones. Well, if you look at Scripture symbolically and prophetically, virgins are those who are pure or have been purified by God's righteousness in this in this sense spiritually. Well, the Bible didn't say there were five virgins and five heathens. Or five, whatever you want to call non-virgins, right? He didn't say there's five virgins and five whatever, right? I have words, but I don't want to say it here, right? It was ten virgins. So that means all ten of them we're considered Christians as we call it today. Why is this important? Because what Jesus is actually saying is He's talking to believers, He's talking to Christians that some Christians are wise because they make the oil of God a priority in their life. And there's some Christians and some ministries that do not prioritize the presence of God in their life. They don't. And so they're foolish. Listen, every time before I get out uh, of these steps, I pray the same prayer over my life. Right when I go up those steps to, the, to, to come out to service, I pray Corinthians uh, where Paul says, I do not come with persuasive language and, and speech, but in the demonstration of the spirit and power. I don't have anything to change your life if it wasn't for the oil of the spirit upon me. I, I can't persuade you to do anything with my own preaching gift. We must have oil in our lamps. And so, so virgins speak of Christians, all right? Lamps, watch this. Lamps are the vehicle or, or vessel or instrument that carries the oil. Vessels, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, lamps are the vessels or instruments that carry the oil. And it's interesting because it's the oil fuels the lamp. Think about that for a second. The oil in the old days fuels the lamps. If the lamps, now the lamps symbolically are either our personal lives or ministries that carry the oil. Okay? So the lamps is the vehicle by which the oil is carried, which means you and I, which means ministries. And this is the difference maker. We say, oh, that person is anointed, or that that man is anointed, or that ministry is anointed. Because they spend time cultivating oil. They spend time in the secret, va- secret place cultivating that place of intimacy so that they could have revelation, so they can have the anointing. The Bible says in 1 John, the, you don't need anybody to teach you. The anointing of the Holy Spirit teaches you all things. That doesn't mean we don't need teachers. What it means is if you spend time with God, he will release a greater portion of his anointing on your life and on the presence of God on your life. Let me tell you, I was watching Catherine Kuhlman videos just the other day. How many remember Catherine Kuhlman? To me, one of the most powerful women in all of history that carried the anointing. And she was so yielded to the Holy Spirit that she would just shake people's hands. Just, "How, how are you? And they would get healed by the power of God. Why? But she would, she would pay the price and spend hours cultivating the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because she knew that she would have nothing. She's, oh, she always say this in these videos. None of you are here to see Katherine Kuhlman. Catherine Kuhlman can't change anybody. But the Holy Ghost, you see what I'm saying? The Holy Ghost will change you, right? Why am I saying this? We've neglected the person of the Holy Spirit for the most part in our daily walk with the Lord. (laughs) Virgins speak of Christians. Lamps speak of the instrument or vessels that carry the, the oil. Bridegroom, everybody say bridegroom, represents Jesus himself coming back for the bride. We are the bride. The bridegroom is Jesus The bridegroom God for his bride, which are his people that have accepted him. So here are these virgins. Some of them have took time to have oil. Watch this. Some of them took time not to have oil. They didn't make it a priority in their lives. So when the bridegroom came, only the ones that had oil in their lamps were ready. Think about what I'm just saying. It's more than a goosebump feeling. It's more than a good feeling. This is preparation to endure the persecution and hardship that, and the pressures of this time. We must have the presence of the Lord fresh in our life by pursuing Jesus till we get that oil. Glow, glory to God. We, we, we must have this. Now look at this next slide. The, the oil speaks of the presence of the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and our heart connection with Jesus. All right? As we cultivate our private life and devotional time with God. Now watch this. The oil of the spirit, which is symbolic of the presence of the anointing of God, touches our hearts in different ways. So I'm going I'm to give you four or five things of how the presence of God, the anointing of God, touches our hearts. Now watch this. The first slide is going to help you. Look at number one. The, the, it tenderizes our hearts, the presence of God, the oil of the spirit, tenderizes our hearts, enabling us to feel more of God's desire for us. Listen to what what I'm saying. It's not just our desire for him. The presence and the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit allows us to feel his desire for us in a greater way. Here's why it's so important. It tenderizes your heart to to say, wait a minute, I'm not just some person. I'm not just some random person. He really delights over me. The presence and the oil of the Spirit, when you are in that moment, and God releases his presence and tenderizes your heart to, to, listen, experience his delight over you. The Bible says he, he sings songs of deliverance over us. That's what he, he is. He delights in me. You know there's a scripture that says he, delights, he delivers me because he delights in me? Come on, somebody. Why are you delivering him? Because I just delight in him. He didn't do anything to deserve it. But you know what? I'm going to deliver it because I delight in him. And I delight in him. Watch this. Watch this. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Some people say, well, God's going to give me the de- desires of my heart. Well, not necessarily. There's a recipe. You first must delight yourself in the Lord. Then he'll give you the desires of your heart. If you're not delighting yourself in the Lord, newsflash, you're not going to get the desires of your heart. Because most of the time it's going to be selfish and fleshly for your own gain. But watch this. When you delight yourself in the Lord, your desires will be his desires. It will match It will match what God says in his word. Because when you truly delight in the Lord, you're not going to say, Lord, I want more Mercedes-Benz. You're going to say, more, I want more of your glory. I want more of your presence. Lord, I want more of holiness and righteousness in my life. (laughs) Nothing wrong with Mercedes-Benz, but if you delight in the Lord, that will be the last of your worries and desires. You will be so consumed about getting close to God that being away from God will terrify you. I got five amens on that. Listen, so watch this. Here's the other, the other way that the presence and the anointing of God touches your life. Number two, it enlarges our desire for the Lord, look at this parenthesis, by encountering his desire for us. In other words, number two, the oil of the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, when you spend time with the Lord, it will enlarge your desire for the Lord. How many have spent time with the Lord and you have felt the presence of God touch your life, right, in a significant way? I'm not talking about reading for knowledge. I'm talking about experiencing God. When you have this presence of the Holy Spirit touch your heart, you will desire God more. I told one of my sons the other day. I said, "I said, uh, uh, is there a song that really touches you?" I said this before a couple of weeks ago, and he, you know he didn't say anything to me. I said, "Is there a song that really touches you in worship?" I said. When you find that song that touches you, stay there and because there 's a difference between knowing about God and experiencing God there 's not too many scriptures on on Enoch right, uh, and i 'll get that probably in the next couple of weeks in Genesis. There's not too many scriptures. Now, we, we, we learn through you know, this book of Enoch and there's in the book of Jude, they, you know, there's a little bit said about Enoch. But you know what the Bible says about Enoch? There's about five verses. And out of those five verses, two of them says, and Enoch walked with God. And was not. For God took him. Period. End. End of story. But yet two verses in that little verse about Enoch was Enoch, walk with God. And you know what I heard the Lord say? Everything should be from that place. Ministry should be first, secondary to I walk with God. First, the the statement that is professed over your life should be so-and-so walks with God. And then they have a good ministry. Not they have a good ministry and yeah, I don't know about their walk with God. No, it's that so-and-so walks with God and look at the ministry because of that. Here is the difference. We need to get to a place where we search the ark of God back again. We can't be satisfied with just coming to church, hearing a good sermon, and then working 50 hours a week and never cultivating the oil of the Holy Spirit in our heart. Watch this. That caused the fire of God to burn in your heart. Are you awake this morning? The third thing that cultivating the oil of the Spirit, the presence of God does in your life. Look at this. It illuminates our understanding of God's beauty and majesty. It illuminates our understanding of God's beauty and majesty. Why do I say that? Because our eyes are open to a greater degree of revelation when he releases the presence and the anointing and the oil of the spirit on you. I remember spending time with the Lord and the presence of God was so rich. Everything became so clear. Everything became so clear. Uh, so perfect. Revelation came fast. Let me tell you something. On Tuesdays, some of you guys don't know this. Most people think it, that this is like suicide for organizations. And to be honest, for most secular organizations, this is suicide. What I'm about to tell you, right? We come in and our staff comes in at a certain time. We're going to actually change it uh, to be earlier in, um, in the next couple of weeks. But before we even do anything, at 10 in the morning on Tuesdays, we come in and we soak for an hour. All of our staff, all of our paid staff, they get in the prayer room right there and they soak for an hour. So, what does soaking mean? Soaking is before we do any administrative work, we spend time with God. And we have our Bibles open. We have, the, we have uh, uh, one of the iPods going. We got worship going on. And everyone is in their own little corners just seeking God so that we can have fuel to have administrative power for the rest of the day. Our minds are sharper, our administration is better, our execution is better when we first spend time with God. But, but this is why I say it's suicide, because by 11.30 we're done, then we have a little break, then we start our staff meeting at 12. If you ask somebody, that, when does your day start? Well, you know, I get paid, but to sit down in a, in, in a room and seek God for an hour, and then we have lunch, and then two hours later at 12 we start our day. Most of the times, that's like, you can't get hardly anything done. But why do we do that? Because we value sitting and getting oil. We must be the raiders of the lost ark. Because the presence of God, the anointing of God that changes people's lives is rarely found in churches anymore. Oh, you know the best compliment I get is when people come in, they told me the other day, they said, Pastor, as soon as I stepped on this property, I felt the presence of God. And I'm like... I have a tendency to be hard on myself. I have a tendency to, to f- try to, you know, fix things. And so I'm like, Lord, that's the best compliment someone could give me. They said, as soon as we stepped in this property, you felt the presence of the Lord. Even Pastor Keith, when he has people that are trying to rent this building, he has said, they said, I don't know what it is, but the moment I sit inside, why, I feel the presence of God. You, you know why? Not because we're perfect, because we try to set a culture where the oil of the Spirit comes Oh, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of dead churches. I want churches that are alive, filled with the fire of God, filled with the presence of God, filled with the glory of God. But we must be seekers of God to create that atmosphere. Don't make me run around the church this morning. Look at at number four. Look at number four. Look at what the oil of of the Spirit does. Watch this. It imparts zeal for righteousness. You cannot have a desire for righteousness if you don't have the presence of the Lord, the oil of the Lord, the delight of the Lord burning in your heart because you will be stale. Here's the thing. When the oil runs out, conviction runs out. When the presence is no longer there, when, you, when you're dry and you haven't spent time with God in many days, the first thing out the window is your conviction. You will start tolerating things that you never tolerated. Why? Because you have little oil. Your lamps. By the way, here's a little, here's a little free nugget for you. The Bible says that the oil was for the lamps. You know what the lamps are for? To defeat darkness. The oil was in the lamps to release light in darkness. And by the way, the Bible says they came in the midnight hour. That means it's the darkest time. And at the darkest time, you need the oil of God to defeat darkness in society and in your life. You need the oil of the Holy Spirit. You need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And you need the presence of God. But you need to search for it. You need to search for it. You just can't say, Lord, I'm, thank you th- for, for this day. I'm going to go to my work and feel like you have a victorious life. No. The Bible says, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. He didn't say, i come to give you existence more abundantly. He says, i come to give you life. How do you get life abundantly? By letting the oil of the Spirit of God penetrate your heart. Let me just say this. Why do you think the shadow of Peter healed the sick? Do you think it's because he just was a special duty? He's like, hey, he gets a special anointing because he was with Jesus. No, he was with Jesus so much that after Jesus uh, left, he realized that he had to make a practice of searching God out. And he was so filled with the anointing of the Holy Spirit that his shadow healed the sick. That was three people. So, in part, zeal for. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I am, I am shocked how many people are satisfied. with the the level of the presence of God and and the anointing of God on their lives. We do not operate by business principles to grow a church. You know what the Bible says in Acts? Every day the Lord grew the church. Come on. The, The Lord grew the church. Why? They were seeking God. They actually had... Dedicated time for prayer. That you know, we, we always focus on the miracles, but you don't want to see the other, other things that were happening. The Bible, the miracle of the man in the gate hall, beautiful. Remember that? When he was when lame for all his life, and we always see several gold, Well we always say, several gold I do not have, but but what I do have rise up. But do you know if you if you read the scripture, the Bible says Peter and John were on the way to prayer. That's right. In Acts chapter 3, they were made a custom. At this time, we're going to seek the Lord. And on their way to seeking the Lord, because it was already a pattern of their lifestyle, they were already so filled with God that as in their way to prayer, they were able to release somebody out of bondage. Now watch this. This is, uh, is going to be convicting. We're living in such a day where we, we prefer, I'm not against counseling, I love counseling, but our, because of our lack of oil and power, we defer people to counselors instead of taking authority over something that we have authority over. There was, there was a time when, when there was a, a certain homeless man around here, and they you know, like, you know, the, you know the home, uh, God bless the homeless pe- people, right? But there were some that did, they were not in their mind, right mind, Right? And we're always, like, kind of getting frustrated at them. we get frustrated, you know, and, and all this stuff. And then Pastor Key goes, you know, this is the Lord challenging us as a body. He goes, when is the last time we took authority over that mental problem in that person's life? Is because, watch this, we had little faith in the power of God. I guarantee you if that homeless man was with, around Peter and Paul. And he kept, like, talking to us, like, and and there was bondage there. They wouldn't say, listen, I don't know what to do. I don't know what. Maybe we just give them more food. Maybe we just give them more money. He would say, you want to be right? In the name of Jesus, what I have, I give to you, right? It's because of the oil on their lives. Here's what I'm talking about. Do you want to be powerful? Get oil. You want to be prepared for the pressure of the end time? Get with Jesus. Say, get oil. Come on. Say get oil. Five wise virgins made it a priority in their ministry, in their life, to get oil before they networked their ministry. The five foolish ones, in the modern day terms, made sure that they networked really good. This is just prophetic, right? They they network really good. They 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 social media real good, and they appear really big. But watch this. The Bible says in the last days, there be many that 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 will have the appearance of a Christian. And denying the power. Denying the power. Right? So he- here's what I want to know. You're going to shout with this one. Are you, gonna, are you ready for this? All right. We got, here's, here's what I want to say. We've told you the benefit of the wine. We've t- told you the benefit of the oil. By the way, the new wine is talking. I'm going to tell you in a second, right? But how do we get it? How do we get it? How do we get the oil of God in our lives in a greater way? How do we get the presence of God in our life? Now I'm gonna say something that I guarantee you some of you have never heard, but you are going to be blessed. And I, I want you to hear me very well, all right? Because we got way too many Christians that are rushing to get used by God without sitting. Without sitting and getting that oil. Jesus did nothing in ministry before he fasted and prayed in the the ministry. Okay? We got too many people taking time and not getting old. Now, everybody say new wine. So new wine. Say it one more time. When we hear the term new wine, it's symbolic of the fresh outpouring of the spirit over our lives, over our nation, or the new plans of God that God wants to do on the earth. Right? And the Bible says you can't have new wine. New wine must be. Everybody say must be. Put in new wineskins. Look at, look at real quick, Luke chapter 5, verse 36 is on the screen. Are you getting something this morning? Look at what Jesus said. He spoke a parable to them. No one puts a piece from a new garment on an old one. Otherwise, the new one makes a tear. Well, that could preach for an hour right there. And also, the piece that was taken out of the new one does not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else... The new wine will burst the wineskin and will be spilled. And the wineskin will be ruined. Wineskin will be ruined. Those are the ones that are holding the wine, right? But new wine must be put into new wineskin and both are preserved. Okay? And having drunk the old wine immediately desires the new for he says the old is better. Because if if you haven't drunk the new wine of the spirit, you you just be satisfied with the old. That's what Jesus is saying. It's like someone saying, man, who's never eaten, uh, forgive me vegetarians and vegans, like what I'm about to say, right? Like I love meat, praise the Lord, right? I mean, I do, right? Uh, I'm a carnivore in the name of Jesus, right? It's like saying, man, hot dogs are the best meat ever, right? And someone's like, yeah, but (laughs) there's something called filet mignon. Have you ever tried that? I don't need to try that. Hot dogs are the best. I, I don't need to try anything like that because hot dogs to me are the best. But guess what? You will think hot dogs are the best unless you try filet Young. I hope. <laughs> when you try a good steak, oh, I'm, getting, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost here. Right? If, you, if you get a good steak, come on, David, I know you're watching me, boy. And you get that A1 sauce. Or maybe not, maybe not. Okay. Listen, listen, you won't even think about that hot dog anymore. Why? Because you tasted the new stuff. Can I be, can I be, can I be just, this is not even my notes, this is for free here. Christians that are bound by addictions don't have the experience of the new wine and the spirit of the God. The infilling of the spirit, if you're continually uh, yielding to the same thing, is perhaps because you're still chewing on that old thing that's desirable to you. And you don't realize that when you taste and see that the Lord is good, you can't go back. You can't go back to that, right? Now watch this. I'm going I'm to say something powerful here. New wine. Say new wine. Now oil is symbolic of what? The presence of God and the what? The anointing of the Holy Spirit, right? Now, now watch Isaiah 10. I'm going to say something powerful here. Isaiah 10 verse 27. This is what the Bible says about the anointing, all right? The anointing. It shall come to pass in that day... That his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because, watch this, of the anointing oil. The, the, the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Now, if you know anything about yokes, uh, I'm not talking about an egg yolk, okay? That's not what he's talking about here. Teenagers, he's not talking about scrambled eggs, right? He's talking about these yokes were these big instruments that were over these mules and these, over these big uh, uh, big animals of cattle, right? And they were very tight. Now watch this. In the natural, oil would loosen the yoke. So there will be a little bit of flexibility. But the spiritual oil doesn't loosen it. It destroys it. Now watch. Now watch. I want everyone, st- don't be distracted because I'm about to say something real powerful. Everybody say new wine. New wine. Everybody say oil say wine Wine. Oil oil of the Lord now watch this everyone wants the wine and the oil of the Holy Spirit but no one wants the grapes or the olives see you didn't get that that's why you ain't clapping everyone wants the oil everyone wants the wine but no one wants grapes and olives put that up there put that up there Put that, put that slide up there. Why do I say that? Because in order for you to get wine, you have to have grapes. And in order for you to get oil, you have to have olives. But both need to be crushed in order. Everyone wants the oil of the Holy Spirit. Everyone wants the wine of the Holy Spirit. But no one wants to go through a crushing process, a waiting process, a, a, a process to you ferment and get all that bitterness out and get all that offense out and get all that hurt out. And when you stay strong, the grapes that are being pounded, the oil that's being pounded and crushed will one day produce oil and wine. I'm going to say something. Some of, the most pe- the mo- some of the people that have the greatest oil in their life are the people that have gone through hell and back and are still standing. And God is trusting them with oil because they've gone through a crushing process and they're still serving the Lord. You want God to trust you with the anointing? You want God to trust you with oil? Make sure that you don't backslide at, sign, at, at the sign that of, of, of all things happening for you. And make sure that st- you don't stop reading the word. There's people that stop coming to church. They stop reading the word because some affliction happens. But let me tell you, you want oil, you need olives. You want wine, you need grapes. And in the old times, people would these these women and men would put up their slacks and they would pound in a in a in a in a rock. That's a whole that's a whole revelation right there. Jesus is the rock of our salvation, and they would, and they would pound that they would pound and smush the grapes. And watch this. You know what happens when they would pound and smush the grapes? They will let it sit until it ferments. And then it becomes wine. Grapes and olives produce wine and oil. Now watch this. Watch this. You're going to shout now. Because if you want to be trusted with the Holy Spirit and with the anointing, you've got to be willing to go through some stuff. God won't, I'm going to repeat this. Won't trust people with the anointing of the Spirit if that first sign hardship comes. They re- they neglect the principles of devotion and holiness. Let me tell you something. The reason why you see people and you say, "Oh wow, that person's anointed." Yeah, you don't know what they've gone through. They've gone through a crushing process, and God is trusting them because after the crushing, they still stay steady with the Lord. And God says, "I'm going to produce oil through them." I'm going to produce the new wine through them. Come on, say amen. And this is why, listen, M- Matthew 25, verse 1 through 4, we've been studying this today. But look how it reads in the NLT, just to give you some knowledge, right? Everybody say with me. Say, say, everyone wants the wine and the oil. But no one wants the grapes and the olives. It's time to want the grapes and the olives. How many want the wine and the oil? Get ready for grapes and olives. You cannot have wine without grapes. You cannot have oil without olives. They both need to be crushed. Whoa. Yeah, that's a, that's a hallelujah message if I've ever seen one, right? Here's the good news. If you're going through something and you're staying steady, God is going to trust you with oil. Now listen, 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 listen. Matthew 25, verse 1 through 4 in the NLT, look at what it says. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this NLT, ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Look at verse 2. Five of them were foolish, five were wise. We know that. I'm I'm bringing a point. The five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for their lamps. I never saw that. I always read it in the New King James version. The NLT says the five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil which proves that if you want oil you need to have the crushing you, here's the thing it's not that we invite like hey lord crush me yay no is that you stay standing during the crushing that when you are in a crushing process if you if you're fight or flight mentality you will never have a dispensation of the anointing that's great on your life if you're always running when problem happens i call them runners they don't want to face confrontation they just run, they quit. Every time something bad happens or hurt happens, guess what? You're not gonna be trusted with the fullness of the anointing of God in your life. One of the reasons I believe God trusted me with the anointing, I'm definitely not perfect, is because I've stayed standing. <laughs> ha- having done all things to stand, stand there for. When people tell me, oh, I can't make it to church, and, and, they, and they don't know the debilitating, painful, torturous thing that I'm going through, and I'm here, no one has any excuse. All right, you, you have to get to a point where you say, I want to be steady for years. Everybody say steady. Come on, say steady. Come on, say steady. Now watch this. I'm going to preach a little bit in, in the last couple of minutes. You can't get someone else's oil that they have cultivated long and hard for years to get and wanting to get them on your ministry because it looks good on them. You can't take someone's anointing or someone's oil just because it's, it's good on them and you want to pay no price and just say, I want you to transfer that oil on me. I want you to transfer that anointing on me. No. You, that's why the Bible says that when these people said, give me your oil, I love what the wise virgin said. No. No. Turn to someone and say, no. Get your own oil. So watch this, watch this. There are some people that they try to mimic ministries that are powerful because they look, oh my God, look, at this, look, look, look. look. They, they, see, they see ministries that are powerful. They say, if I do what they did, if I just do what they did, if I, if I, if I just start some prayer meetings like IHOP, man, we're going to be full here. But they don't realize that that, those people took years of cultivating oil, years of being in, in, in in a room where they just were cultivating and pressing. And nobody knew who they were. And they kept pressing and they kept pressing. And all of a sudden when the Lord lifts them up to authority in a worldwide platform, people say, hey, if I could just do that. My church will grow. And they get frustrated. You know why? Because you can't take what other people cultivated so hard to do and make it your own without you also paying that price as well. Brother so-and-so, I want you to transfer that anointing that's on your life on me. Brother, brother I, you know, I, I had people tell me this, like literally, well-meaning people that are, that are in our city, all right, uh, the, the leaders that are in our city. They would say, can we meet, this is about a couple years ago, I've been watching you on Facebook, these are pastors, it seems like you have good church planting techniques. I'm like, I have no idea. I I just was obedient to the Lord. They said, well, you guys already have a building in just, you know, seven months at that time that you were in ministry. Can we meet, because I know you have some good advice for me. I'm thinking, everyone wants the finished product, but no one sees what they go through. Everyone says, I want that, I want that, I want that. Are you willing? But you know what Paul the Apostle says? I die daily. Matthew twenty five, I'm about to close. If the worship team could come up, worship team could come up. Glory to God. Matthew twenty five, verse eight and nine. Thank you, Jesus. The foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are running out. The wise said, watch this, no. Say no. It's time for the church to get her own oil. I want to modernize it for a second. You can't get oil by only uh, reading, po- uh, hearing podcasts from other people that have spent time getting that revelation. A lot of people say, a lot of people say, man, I, you know, PG got that download from heaven. It wasn't a download. I searched for it, man. Let me tell you something. It was hard digging. It was digging through scriptures. Come on. It was going through some stuff. It was digging through. I didn't, I didn't just, I didn't receive this message with all the points by osmosis while I was sleeping. I got it. I, you know, I had to spend hours digging to give something for you. You know why? Because I value the oil of the spirit. Now, other than the crushing of the process of the olives and grapes, I'm almost done. Just listen to this. Are you getting something? Yeah. Put that slide up. Other than, the, other than the crushing of the process of olives and grapes to produce oil and wine, how are other ways to get the oil and the w- wine of the Holy Spirit in your life? Do you want to know? How many, other than the crushing process, you're like, Lord, I don't, PG, I don't know about, I want the oil, but I don't want the crushing process. Then you don't really want the oil. You don't want the oil. Catherine Coombe used to say, I, use, I die a thousand deaths. Right? There's a price to pay for the oil. There's a price to pay for the anointing. There's a price to pay for the presence of God. There's a price to pay. Right? But let me tell you, you'll be joyful, you'll be effective in a supernatural way. So the first other way to get the oil, other than the crushing, is fasting and prayer. Now remember, I said fasting and prayer. Do you want the oil of God to increase in your life? You want the oil of God to increase in your life so much so that when you're in your job, someone that says something is different about you. You know, when when we get, my wife says that I I I put too much fragrance on, like it's, I, I which I do. You know, I don't know what the I don't know what the squirt amount the <laughs> is. I don't know if it's two, I do about five. I'm like <laughs> She's like, oh, babe, you know. And she says something so prophetic the other day. We were, she's like, even when you're gone, the smell, you're, the smell's still here. I'm like, oh. I'm going to preach on that, babe. You could have the anointing so strong with you that when you leave your job, the presence of God is still saturating in that place that in your school while you cultivated that oil your friends are like there's something different about her she's always smiling she's always had peace I know that she's going through hell how is it I want what she has it's the peace of God the joy of God the confidence of God the victory of God that comes through the anointing and the presence the ark of the Lord needs to be returned back to the church we have church without the ark anymore Yet, David, when he saw the ark, he didn't go, Oh my God, the ark. Shh, the ark, the ark, the ark is coming. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I haven't seen it in a while. Oh my God, don't be calm. You know what the Bible says when he saw the ark? <laughs> the ark is coming. he just strove he started twirling and everybody said oh look 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 at the king how how undignified he is and I love the king he goes I'll be more undignified than this because the Lord chose me over your father Saul this is not in other words you haven't seen nothing girl I'm going to dance like you don't know how to dance not because he was filled with emotional fervor it's because he knew watch this The ark was coming back to Israel. Israel was so accustomed to live life without the ark that they become used to having life without the ark. And when the ark started coming back to Israel, they said, oh my God. Do you know the Bible says? While the ark was, was in a certain house, I think it's Obed, 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 yeah, Eden or something like that. Right? The Bible says that everything about his house was blessed. Everything. Everything about his house was blessed. Why? Because the ark was in the house. Ah. You want your house to be blessed again? Turn your house into a place that so can hold the ark. Turn off that TV. Turn off that cursing music. Turn off that distraction. And let your house be a house that the ark can dwell. Because there's holiness and there's reverence there. Luke 4, prayer and fasting. Jesus being filled. Verse 1 and 2. Look at the screen. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. Wait, wait, wait. Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. 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 Wait, I thought Jesus was God. He is God, but he was fully man. That means he needed to be filled. Uh, Can can I say this? If Jesus had to be filled with the Holy Spirit, how much more you and I have to be filled with the Holy Spirit? (laughs) If Jesus Christ of Nazareth had to be filled with the Holy Spirit, what makes us think that we cannot be filled with the Holy Spirit and be effective? Being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit to the wilderness. Some of us are rebuking what God is leading us into. I rebuke this hot season. I rebuke this dry season. And the, and the Lord says, You can't rebuke me. I'm the one who's bringing you there. I'm not the devil. It's the Holy Spirit that's bringing you into that place. Why? Because He's preparing you for something. I don't like this dry season. Get ready for dry seasons if you want the oil of the Spirit on your life. Watch this. This is before Jesus did any works of the ministry. Worship team, thank you for being patient. I didn't think it was going to be that long, sorry. I'm working your quadricep muscles right there. Watch this. He was led by the Spirit to the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. Watch this, guys. And in those days, he ate nothing. And afterwards, he had entered. He was hungry. Look at, look, Watch this. Look at verse 13 up on the screen. Are you ready for this? Before he did anything, look at what the oil, what, what Jesus did to get oil. Now when the devil had ended every temptation. Has, has the devil put every temptation to you? No. Every temptation, he departed from him until a certain time. Watch this. Then. Everybody say then. Say then. After prayer and fasting, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And news of him went out throughout all the surrounding regions. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. Notice the priority, the five wise virgins. He made it a priority to seek God to get oil before he did any ounce of ministry first. Now in America, we rush for ministry without getting oil. Mm. The second way you get oil, other than the crushing, is by the study of the word of God. Now notice I said study, not just reading. You want to really go to the next level in the oil of the spirit in your life? Study to show yourself approved. A workman that needs not be ashamed, rightfully dividing the word of truth. There's a difference between reading and studying. You want How many want the oil to go deeper in your life, the oil of the spirit? Don't just read and skim. Start studying it. Study the word. Come on. Study. Go a little bit deeper in the word. Spend time in the Word. Because the Bible says that, is not my Word a rock and a hammer and a fire that breaks the rocks in pieces? Let me tell you, the Word is a fire. You want the oil of the Spirit? Study the Word. Say the Word. If I could do a poll in you in here, and I'm not going to because I don't want to embarrass you. How much time do you spend in the Word? And you're honest about yourself. You will be shocked at the answer that you give yourself. I wonder sometimes why Jesus said, could you not tarry with me an hour? I know we've made that legalistic in the church, but why did he say an hour? I believe that an hour spending time with God without being legalistic is starting to break that threshold of our flesh, breaking down that flesh. Breaking down that, 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 uh, that humanistic desire not to be with God. And then all of a sudden, you'll be able to get to that place. We want to change the world with five minutes of a prayer life. That's, we, we can't change our city with a little prayer life. We can't. Right? The word of God, number three. I'm, I'm almost done. Faithful and steady obedience is how you get the oil. Everybody say, faithful, steady, obedience. Say, obedience. Now, when I say obedience, I mean quick obedience, not negotiate obedience. A lot of obedience to a lot of Christians are negotiations. Well, Lord, I know you told me to forgive this person, but they hurt me. They hurt me. Forgive them. Go to them. Release them. But, you know, Lord, or here's another thing. I want you to give. I'm I'm not a hyper manipulating preacher like this. But what if the Lord says, I want you to give $10,000 to the church because you just got an inheritance. You're like, oh, I don't know about that, Lord. It's quick obedience that gets the oil on your life. It's non-negotiation. It's like, if you said it, I'll do it. Right? You want the oil? Watch it. He's a word for somebody. Stop delaying on your yes on what God says yes for you. If you're saying no to what God is saying yes to, you're not going to be blessed fully by the Lord. Because God values obedience. The fourth way to get the oil. Watch this. Oh, wait, 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 go back, go back, go back. Put that Mike Bickle uh, clip. So I put this on my social media the other day. Some you saw this. Radical Christianity is not going on mission trips or a big conference. Radical Christianity is staying steady for years, for decades. You want to be radical? You want to be radical? Can someone trace your life that you haven't backslid in the last 10 years? I I know that's sad. I know know that sounds insensitive. But I'm going to tell you, I had low moments in my life, but I've never backslid. I could proudly say to you that in 27 or 30 years of walking with the Lord, I have never backslid. What is backsliding? Making a conscious effort to say, I don't want this anymore. The pressure is too hard. The hurt is too much. And I'm just going to live for the world for a little bit. You want the anointing in your life? Stay steady for decades. At the height of my affliction, I'm re- there's sometimes I'm really in pain. And I received a prophetic word from my friend, Stephen Gallows, and I told you this before. He says, I don't know why you're going through this, but the Lord keeps telling me, you must be trusted, George. You must be trusted by the Lord. Can I be honest? I don't want to hear that. I wanted to hear this is what the Lord's going to do, and this hour He's going to visit you and He's going to heal you. That's what I wanted to hear.
1: I wanted like, oh,
0: two in the morning. Okay, got you. I'm ready. It's you must be trusted. You must be trusted. I feel the Holy Spirit here. We want that oil. We want that oil. We're not satisfied with shallow waters. We want deep waters. And lastly, the way to get the, the oil in your life is by intimate, personal worship with the Lord. When you get lost in the presence of God and you don't have a time limit. Someone once said, how much is, how much is enough time to spend time with God. And the answer was enough time to forget about time. When you when you are stopped, I want to say this lovingly, stop getting bored with God. Some of you can't even stand for five minutes in a worship service without looking at your phone because you're bored. It's like being bored when you. Ha- it's like it's like being bored bored when you have like a cluster of rare uh, uh, stars that are flying. What is that? A shooting stars, like let's say there's a hundred of them, and it's one. It comes once in every thousand years, and it's happening. You're like, oh. <sighs> yeah, it only comes once in a thousand years. But anyways, just just play my my Xbox, right? We become so easily bored. Pastor Benny used to say this. In his, in, he would be worshiping. Miracles start happening during worship, right? He says the anointing rides on the wings of worship. You want to have oil? Take a time out of your day, put in a CD, and worship God. Tears start coming out till you find that sweet spot, till you find that song that touches your heart, and play it over and over and over again. And just get that oil in you. Just spend time with God. And the last thing I'm going to say is this. The whole purpose that God calls you and I is to be with Him. Don't misconstrue your calling to your assignment. Your assignment is what you do for the Lord. Your calling is who you are. And you know that our first calling is, watch this, I'm going to leave you with this. The one scripture that just wrecked me in Mark chapter 3. This is the last scripture. It absolutely wrecked me. When I, when I read it again, I'm like, oh my goodness, we've got it all wrong in the church. We're so consumed about our calling that we forget what our calling is really about. You know what our calling is really about? How many, how many felt the call of God over your life? All right, lift up your hands. That's the assignment that God has called you to do. But the initial reason he calls you... It's not for you to do stuff for Him. It's for you to be with Him. You say, where is that in Scripture? Look, look, here it is. And I'm closing with this. Mark chapter 3. And Jesus went up to the mountain and called. must say called. To Him those He Himself wanted. Oh, God. And they came to Him. Now watch this. Look at this. Then He appointed the twelve that they might be with him. And that he then might send them out to preach. The church has it backwards. We want to come to the Lord so we can preach right away. So we could use our gifts right away. Use me Lord, use me Lord. No, no, no. The reason he sent you, he appointed the twelve that they might be with him. Jesus is saying, you know what I'm calling you? I want you to be with me. Before you, you burn for preaching, before you write that book, before you sing that song, before you go on that mission trip, I want you to spend time with me. I'm calling you for myself. I'm calling you for myself first. That's the order. And when you come to me first, then you'll, I'll send you out to preach. But if you want to preach before spending time with me, you will be ineffective. Come on, let's stand up all over this place. I want us right now to to think about the level of oil that we have we're going to worship in just a minute I want you to think about where are you at when it comes to cultivating the oil of the spirit in your life if you want to be powerful you got to go through a crushing process if you want to be trusted listen to me church you got to remain faithful not just to the Lord but faithful to the, to the task he's given you even in the local church don't run around getting offended so easy don't, get, don't go run around saying I, I, I'm just going to leave church my friend Steve Halfer said the more you miss church the more you won't want church thank you for tuning in for more information about us please visit remnantchristiancenter.com